Hi everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Oriana. And I'm Wanda. She is suffering. It, it, it's so hot, and we were outside, and it was so hot. I was gonna yeah, die. But it was not the day. Seriously. Don't exercise outside, don't. people. Don't do it. Be inside. Inside is good. So today we're gonna be talking all about um, some movies and TV shows that we have either finished watching, started watching, as far as movies, you know, we finished the movies, but new TV shows and shows that have ended too. She's still holding on to The Politician. We cannot watch the final two episodes of season one until one episode, June 1st, and then the last episode on uh, June 18th, the day before season two comes out. That's how it works. She's got to hold on so to Ben Platt as long as possible. exciting that we're going to be doing at night. Oh, this is exciting. And this we can leak a little bit of it to you because I know we've been holding a hostage to what else we have to say. We're going to do something once a month and it is going to be Midnight Whispers. Which I'm happy to tell you. If it goes well, we'll do it more than once a month. But Midnight Whispers <laughs> is we are going to live from a bedroom, whether it be my bedroom, Moriana's bedroom, the spare bedroom, the other bedrooms whatever we're gonna be <laughs> it'll be in some bedroom, bedroom somebody's bedroom or maybe nobody's bedroom just a bedroom and it's going to be midnight whispers and it's going to be a little more raunchy than normal so we're going to be able to freely curse talk about sex and we're going to watch not what we think is a, a raunchy movie but something that wouldn't be really watched during the day when maybe your teenagers are turning in or your kids and meanwhile we'll have everybody under 18 watching it that oh point. yeah we know we'll have everybody but on there it'll be but right around midnight can i just talk about something that's so funny because now that we've decided and we've called it midnight whispers i'm thinking of that scene in dead to me when they go down to that bar it's called winks and whispers and she yeah. goes what Wings and whiskers? And she's like, how the fuck could it be called whiskers? Yeah, so we're going to do that. And, Inspiration, um, dead to me. One of our first things that we're going to watch will be Hustlers mm -hmm. with Jennifer Lopez. And, you know, we're going to watch movies that are a little more racy. Keep in mind, I mean, all, all like the 16... out bikini babes. Or all the 16-year-olds are like, we've already seen Hustler. Great film. Right. But we'll be able to talk about, you know, a little bit more... In the the genre sort of a Fifty Shades of Grey, because it will be very late at night. It will be bedroom uh, themed, and we hope that you will enjoy doing something like that. And we'll try to make it as interactive as possible. So therefore, you can write to us any of your raunchy thoughts or stuff like that. So yeah, we're going to be talking about, like I said, TV shows and oh god. TV shows and movies that we've watched. But this is something really to look forward to. We know we're going to have everybody of every age there. But, like, just try to keep it together, guys, okay? That's all we can ask. But let's start off this podcast by something that I was just informed to. My friend Chloe, she was the one that broke the news. She put it on Twitter. Hi, Chloe. Good morning. Good afternoon. Well, it's good afternoon Chloe you are, isn't it, Chloe? loves you. Chloe should love me because I love her back. So, <sighs> Big Little Lies changed their profile pictures and like Ooh. she said, what does this mean? Does this mean we're getting more? I am, I'm just ready for it. I love that show so much. I think that show is amazing. I did too. First of all, last year you put Meryl Streep on it. We, we don't have words. And you know what I thought was kind of cool? Yeah. Meryl Streep kind of played a character you really hated. You were like, bitch. I know. Like you wanted you know to what? slap you her. Like whoever wants to slap her. That you've seen Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. Like if you see her in Sophie's Choice, 
You feel so sorry for her. In Mamma Mia, she's delightful. You know, all the movies you've seen Meryl Streep in, you're never really like... Until they had the audacity to do what they did in Mamma Mia 2. Bitch. I know. I, like, hated it. she was. Then from there, obviously, you have Nicole Kidman, amazing actress. Reese Witherspoon, we love her. Shailene Woodley, she's amazing. Zoe Kravitz is fantastic in that role. And then, of course, the ultimate queen, Laura Dern. There, there's no argument up for discussion. Renata Klein is the best character on that show, period, end of story. Do we agree? I agree. Always, always Laura Dern. We ride I, we very love, hard for Laura Dern. Laura Dern. But like an amazing, again, and I love to see shows just like, obviously, Miss America. I love to see shows where you literally love every woman that's on that cast. I think that show is brilliantly cast. I think the writing is amazing. Oh, I just can't say enough about Big Little Lies. I love, I love Big Little Lies. I like, but let answer all of us, Big Little Lies. Answer me. Answer my mom. Answer Chloe. What does this mean? You can't just put that out there. Maybe by the time we release this podcast, it um, will know. I don't know. Or has it been already done and they just saved it? That's what I'm thinking, and I'm I'm just mentally preparing myself because I love that show so 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 much. So please give us more big little lies, like because I can't even deal. So let us talk first about. You want to talk about the movies that we watched? Uh yeah. Let's do yeah. movies first. Um, I do want to. This somebody asked me if I we would talk about this, and I had to look it up. And I never get anything. You always get everything. So this is kind of weird for me. I was like, huh? Okay, so it appears that Kelly Ripa mm-hmm. has been called out because she told her fans that she is quarantined in New York City. Mm-hmm. And apparently too, she's been quarantined in the Caribbean. I've heard this. Okay. Um, and they're saying that like there's nothing inherently wrong with quarantining on a beautiful island, but lying about it to your viewers makes it uh, hard to forgive. The family was apparently vacationing on a Caribbean island when they got the orders from ABC to shelter in place, and as a result, they decided to stay there. The news was shared by a fellow employee after Ripper shared her story at a virtual town hall meeting for ABC employees. We had planned the trip to our family, and it was supposed to be our entire family, and we arrived, and three days later, the world changed, and everything shut down. The government shut down. Our country shut down. And I hate to use the word stuck, but we were stuck here, so we decided to stay so an employee leaked this? Yes. Okay. So. And she says, after getting stuck, the talk show host and her husband, Mark Consuelos, and their three adult children have stayed put in the Caribbean, and fans had a lot to say about their quarantine. Okay. So um, I'm going to do some unpopular opinions here. First of all, really, really piss poor of someone to leak that. Where are the NDAs? I don't think that that's cool. Um and again, I kind of go back to a worry about yourself. Okay, the only thing I have a problem is with, you shouldn't have lied. You shouldn't have you lied, should have period, right. right. said, my family and mm-hmm. I are here on this vacation. We were told to stay put. Like, we're going to be doing right. the show from here. So I'm calling her out on the line. I don't like right. that. Right, the lying is not the, cool. The lying was unnecessary. And you could have done it, like, right in the beginning. Should At the same time, though, past that, if she would have come out and said that, then no one else should have said anything else. Right. She is in the wrong for lying, but everybody else having such a strong opinion about something that affects them, not at all. Right. But Stupid. what people are not liking is she's talking about the devastation in New York and how the streets are deserted and everything. Right. So she took mm-hmm. it a step further. You know, that's the bad part. And let this be a lesson. That's the bad part about lying. 
When you lie once, that's not going to be your only lie. No, and you, can't you lie have once. to keep so doing if you it. Lie once, you got to keep lying. And the deeper you get into your lies, the more people are going to get upset about it. So I'm upset for her for doing that. But you know what? I really don't care that she's quarantined. Good for her. She's in a Caribbean island. Because you know what? I'm not having a hard and time. You know what? I feel okay about Again? staying in my very lovely backyard and, and house and being great. So if she got stuck there, good for her. And you know what? Again, at least she's following the rules and didn't, you know, you guys would have also been upset if she would have, you know, charted a plane home and a whole other thing. Right. She so, would have damned if she didn't, damned you know, if she didn't. It was just bad but that you I lied. I still think it was mm-hmm. a bad thing to lie. She should have just told the I truth. I think the lie and was also, the bad part. And also, now that I'm looking at this, I saw something very interesting here. Mm-hmm. And it says, California, the state, is taking legal action against everyone involved with criminal minds. CBS Criminal Minds may have ended earlier this year, but that's not stopping California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing from taking steps against what it characterizes as an unchecked environment of intimidating, hostile, and offensive. Behavior from Gregory St. John, the show's director. California has filed an extraordinary lawsuit against various studio and executive producers involved in the show, including CBS, ABC Signature Studios, the Walt Disney Company, and various other individuals based on accusations that the show's producing team has protected this director for years. Furthermore, the suits say that the producers on Criminal Minds not only knew about his alleged behavior, but they have condoned it by taking no necessary steps to prevent sex-based harassment and discrimination. Oh, boy. And by firing anyone who resisted or who tactfully evaded St. John's advances or abuse. Holy shit. The suit says over a dozen men were fired by the show at St. John's request and accuses Walt Disney Company Employee Relations Department of inadequate investigation designed to exonerate St. John's. It wow. goes on to say that no action was taken until the media began reporting. You can read the full complaint at the THR link, which says that the state is looking into compensatory and punitive damages, as well as injunctive, declaratory, and equitable relief from the defendants. Neither St. John's nor Disney have publicly responded to the suit. Okay, Ooh. you didn't learn anything by the Me Too yet, huh? Holy shit. That's bad. When the whole That's... state's going to get involved... This has to be pretty mm-hmm. serious. It does. Guys. So on that note, we're now we going to talk about, about the movies that don't have lawsuits yeah. against them. First, movies. we're going to talk about movies. Bless you. Sorry, bless me. So the first movie that we're going to talk about is the movie Yesterday. So basically, I'm just going to give you a little uh, summary of it. Um, Hi, Ryan. <laughs> a guy wakes up one day. Um, he's a singer-songwriter, and the world just... Well, he doesn't wake up one day. Something happens. I won't get into that, but something happens, and basically the entire world like forgets a lot of things, including who the Beatles are. So he is There's now... There's a couple of things they don't yeah. know about, but the group The Beatles, and he, he was a struggling songwriter right. and performer. So, um, yeah... The world, like, doesn't remember who, like, the Beatles are. And he sings their songs and people think that it's, like, fantastic. Like, best thing they ever heard. Like, Ed Sheeran's like, involved. Let's, let's think about the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, they have thousands of hit songs. And he, every day he tries to remember another one and write it down. And everyone thinks he's writing these songs. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the entire uh, plot summary of the movie. It's a very cute plot. It's a cute plot. The movie lagged a little bit sometimes. But I think what was fun about it is... I started to wonder, like, like what imagine if, that if one day, 
Like, we just didn't know who the Beatles were. Or we just didn't know who Justin Bieber was. And I'll was. tell you, like, something really funny that happens. Because, they like, other things are forgotten, too. It's not just the Beatles. So he goes outside one time and he asks for a cigarette. And they look at him like, what? And he runs back inside and he goes on his computer and he Googles it. It's like a country somewhere. Right. It's a place. It's a place. It's a place. And he's, and he's like, like, oh, what? my God, not again. Yeah. And, you know, like, when he says, you know, the song the, by the Beatles. And they're like, the Beatles? And he's like, you know, the Beatles, and he sings a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And they look at him, and they're like, like the bug. And he's like, no, not like the bug. And they're like the car. And, and then like, he googles no. it, and, and there's nothing. And he googles it, and there's nothing about Paul McCartney or Ringo Starr or George Harrison or John. I Lennon will tell you though, there is a man in it that plays John Lennon. It is so unbelievably eerie, but um, yeah. it is a cute movie. I wouldn't say all of my dogs are now waking up and looking I at me. I would say check it out. Check I it out. It's and cute. And you know what? The music is good. It's oh, yeah. It's always good because then he starts to to write these songs, which are not really his songs, but he starts to recall the Beatles songs, yeah. and he's writing them down, and you realize, oh, my God, I like that song, or oh, my God, yeah. I like that song. And, and Ed Sheeran's in it. It's funny. Yeah, and Ed Sheeran is, in it is pretty it's, hilarious. Too. So the next movie we watched is a movie called Acrimony, and it's uh, Tyler Perry made the movie, and it stars Taraji P. Henson. May I just tell you, I have such a love for Tyler Perry. Of course you do. I do. I know you do. I am the queen of the Medea films. No, she literally no, watches I them live constantly. For the films. I watch them all the time. So, um, Acrimony is crazy. The movie is literally insane. And as it gets to the end, it gets just so much crazier. And I do have to tell you. Um, without getting too much from the movie. Because you really, I, like, I, I, I can't give away more than... You can't really talk about yeah. too much of it because it kind of will give it all um, away. As you know, Taranji is just, like, she's queen. She's oh, yeah. amazing. This is very reminiscent of kind of the movie that she was in with Idris Elba. Right, and this is also reminiscent of the movie with uh, Idris Elba and Beyonce. The, uh, is that Idris, is that Elba? Idris Elba? I don't Wait. think so. No, it's not. No, that's, um, what's his name? Anyway, mm-hmm. the movie where Beyonce... Uh, Allie Lauder's in it. Allie Lauder's in it, and Beyonce uh, has to deal with a woman at work who puts the moves on her husband. It's very And the other movie that. with Taraji and Idris Elba is also crazy, but this really but tops this is the what cake. what I have to tell you about Acrimony, and I didn't realize it till after I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking all along, oh my God, you know, like, I had never realizing that she is the villain. Like, for the longest time... You feel so bad for her. You feel so bad for her, and you're like, oh, my God, her life's not good. And then there's a turning point. And then there's a turning point, and you're like... And I didn't even realize until the movie was over where you're like, oh, my God, it was always her. The last 45 minutes is so insane that you're like... Like, she does things that you're like, how did this even happen? I want you to know that the most handsome and the most beautiful women are in this movie oh like my nobody's god. Business. Everybody's beautiful. The girls that play her sister, the girls that play her um, nemesis, the men, they are the everybody's most beautiful, beautiful looking people you've ever seen in your entire life. Like there's, and they go like, on a boat at one point and even the crew, yeah, hold on, I'm going to give names, fair. I'm going to give the names, hold on. I think hold it's on. fair that we give you all the cast that was in it. Definitely, again, a little bit laggy at some point, but definitely worth watching Acrimony. I loved it. I give, like, uh, I give it a great, great mark. It was a really enjoyable okay. movie. Hold up. Wait a minute. Da, da, da. So we already told you Taranji P. Henson. Yes. Hold on a second. That's a pretty name, Taranji, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 
It's a really pretty movie. And I just love her. Pretty movie? It's a pretty movie. I was looking at a picture of her and I was like, oh, who's that? It's Roshi. It's a really good movie, though. Where okay, are, so where is the cast? Okay. Oh, my God. Everyone has really unusual names. What if you so, let me have it? Yeah, please. Yeah, because me, I can't I'm read. I'm good names. But I have to tell can't you. Can't read or spell. That's fine. So tell them a little bit more about the movie. Give them a little background. Um, so a little background is it starts off in kind of a courtroom setting, and you don't realize. I thought Taraji in the beginning was like the attorney in that yeah, situation, and then you realize she gets ordered to therapy. And what's really cool is in the beginning, uh, like about an hour almost of the movie, she's narrating through her life and like kind of what led her to this one point. And then at a certain point, it like breaks back into like the therapy session. Oh my God, look at these people. They're gorgeous. It breaks into like the therapy session. And then from there, the movie kind of continues on. It is like the last, like I said, the last 40 minutes. My mind was like blown into a thousand pieces. Women. I know. There's not like, Holy no one here is crap. ugly. Okay. No one hears ugly. Ranji plays Melinda Gale. Um, Ajana Alexis plays Melinda as a younger girl in college. The husband in the movie is Larique Bent. He plays Robert. That's her husband. The uh, uh, the person that is her nemesis is Crystal Stewart. She plays Diana. She's beautiful. Her sisters are played by Brisha Webb. Antonio Madison plays, um, I think... Him younger, young. The yeah. younger, the husband younger in mm -hmm. college. Danielle Nicolette plays Sarah, her sister. There's Jasmine Simon, who plays June. Jay Hunter. Tasha Story. Raquel John. Kendrick Cross. Siobhan Kirksey. And Nelson Estes. And they all play them at, like, different ages. They play, like, the sisters and stuff at different ages. And, yeah. It is so... Like, I really cannot and now deal. Um, from from tyler perry i just came across this he says acrimony is not based on a specific true story but it is a conglomeration of influences from thrillers and personal details from real people's lives that he turned into a story well it's crazy and like i i really can't say and in case you don't know what acrimony about... means i think we should tell you acrimony means bitterness mm-hmm so it's how someone turned bitter. But a thriller, nonetheless. Oh, um, yeah. Not quite predictable. I, I thought it was going to, it was a little bit predictable, but not quite as predictable as most movies like this. Definitely a, a C-worthy movie. Oh, and the yeah. last movie that we're going to The last about, movie that we watched is a movie, it's called I, Tanya. It's about uh, the life story of Tanya Harding. Who was, who was an uh, a promising Olympic figure skater. Figure skater. Um, most known for the entire situation that happened between her and uh, Nancy Kerrigan with the uh, hitting of the legs. <laughs> I'm just waiting. She just wants me to do my impression. Yeah, my mom can. It's in poor taste. I will so, get shit mail for it. Yeah, so. we'll do it another time. It's but, so tempting. I do um, time. Margot Robbie plays Tanya Harding, and it's incredible. Um, Allison Janning plays her mother. Uh, you know what? You don't even realize that's Allison Janney. You no. don't even realize. First of all, I love her. You also Second have of to, all. I, I suggest if you, you're going to watch this movie, I think it's a really good idea to look up Tanya Harding, see what she looks you like. You have to watch her, watch her mother. Watch they show mother, them at the end, but and you should go you into should it. You should do it before that. Yeah. It's just such an incredible, like, performance yeah, it, absolutely incredible. All of a sudden, the dogs are like wilding out. It's fine, but it's a it's a really fantastic, fantastic movie. 
Um, it's really well done. What I like about it, too, is the characters break the fifth wall a lot of the time. Where, like, they'll talk, like, almost directly to you or to, like, the I camera. I love that when they do that in movies. I like when they do it in plays, too, because I've gone to plays where they do it. Hey, let's talk about, does someone else break the fifth wall in a play? Never mind. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and it is it's the entire... So good. Um, from when Tanya was a little, little girl mm-hmm. and started to ice skate. Yeah, it's a, it's a really incredible sort of, um, it's really incredibly done. I would definitely high key recommend it. Ugh. Do you ever, all of a sudden you like expect things to come another day and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, like your orders are now all coming at once it's gonna be a shit show and I, I just want everybody to know um tanya harding she's now 49 years old she will be 50 very soon she is now married and has a child mm-hmm. and um basically did it all to stay alive she was a survivor she did what she had to do to stay alive this is taken as a perspective from tanya and only tanya and the other people that break the fifth wall they talk about their thoughts on it but the movie is basically a perspective from of her. her i mean i do know did she she was involved somewhat i don't know uh, i know margot robbie met her and everything i don't know yeah, how she looks good she looks really good i'm happy to say she looks her good, her thing and obviously tanya harding if you guys don't know um has been one of the only people that does this extra rotation when she does a triple axle which a triple axle on its own is hard to do but the way that she does this extra rotation she can still do it because i saw a video of her not that long ago at like her current age and she can still do it the um the triple axel with this extra rotation so it's pretty impressive um the whole movie is really super well done i enjoyed to see if she had something to do with the movie i don't know Um, i don't think she like produced or anything i just think that maybe like I know okay, she. Margot Robbie waited until filming was just about to begin mm-hmm. before she and director Craig Gillespie took a trip to Portland to have lunch with the woman she was about to play. Their second meeting came nearly a year later when Tanya Harding joined Robbie on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. So uh, the following day, on December 6th, Robbie sat down with Harding for a wide range conversation about the disgraced Olympian's life and her current husband, Joe a heating and air conditioning specialist, and their six-year-old son, Gordon, as well as the highs and lows of her life. Um, While Robbie switched between roles as an interview and interviewee, Harding spoke very candidly about her fraught relationships with her ex, um, her rival Nancy Kerrigan, and her mother, who she's been estranged from since the 2000s. At one point in the hour-long discussion, during which the former competitor revealed she was back in training, she thanked Robbie for not only telling her story, but helping her to tell the truth, and to provide closure. So uh, uh, we're going to guess that if you watch the movie, she approved of it. Right. Because she felt it gave her closure and it portrayed her in much the way her life was. And she goes through a lot. It is She did not have an easy life. After becoming um, a disgraced Olympic skater, she tried boxing as a female boxer. She's been on reality shows. Mm-hmm. And now she's just a mom and she lives a good life. She's happy. She's healthy. She has a wonderful husband and a wonderful child. And it's always nice to to know that when you see the, a movie like this, which is very impactful, um, when you realize that since she was four, her mother basically was horrible to her. Mm-hmm. And her mother denies being horrible to her, 
But in any case, you know, we don't know the truth, so I can't say she was or she wasn't. But through the movie, you see what she, what her life was like since she's four years old. And she basically got used to the abuse. And that's always sad. It but is it's sad. good to see that someone came out after all this controversy and, and horror and is out on top and is a happy, healthy mom and wife. And that's good to see and we're happy for her. So those were the movies. And now we're going to get into the newer TV shows um, that we're watching. Not to recap like any of the other stuff. Because at this point, if you guys are here, you kind of know what we're watching, what we're not watching. So new stuff that we're watching. Oh, by the way, we did, like I said, finish... Um, Normal people. It's frustrating as hell, but such a good it's show. It's a great show. It's a, I really like it. I'm very into British television, and a lot of people aren't. Mm-hmm. But I think if you if you understand where they come from, because they, they film differently. The actors are, of course, very different. A lot of them mm-hmm. are stage actors yeah. that come from, from Britain, and they're Shakespearean actors. But this is... This doesn't have to be a British love story. No, it, it not at all. It doesn't have to be. Um, we also, like I said in a previous one... Does it take um, place in Britain or Ireland? I don't really know. I think it's Ireland for some reason. But, um, I think it's Ireland. We talked about it in a previous podcast too, the um, Upload. We finished Upload. It's a cute show. Take it kind of for what it's worth. It's not bad. It's It's, it's entertaining. Cute. It know? is. So the newer no shows that we started watching um, is, I think... One is a, sh- a stars show, and one is an HBO, I think. So the HBO one stars Mark Ruffalo, and it's called I Know This Much Is True. I keep I messing up this title so much. But um, we've only watched two episodes of it, and there's three out. So we more than two. I think no, we it's three. Last night was the second one we watched. I'm looking at it on our thing of what we watched. But I know we watched more than two. That's all there is, is two episodes. And then there's one more it left. Seems like we watched more than two. No. There's only three. There's three episodes altogether. We watched two. We have one more. It is a show that's on weekly, so you kind of have to wait for that. And the episode we watched last night, you got to see Mark Garofalo's Pernus. Yep, balls, everything. So if any of you, if any of you got a hot thing for him, any, he is hot. Is ever wondered what it looks like? You see most of his pern. <laughs> and if you guys don't know the pernis reference, Zoe Deschanel, Google it. It's a whole thing. It's from a movie. So um, yeah, it's a really good show. I'm not going to give like too much away. It's just um, Mark Ruffalo plays two parts. Two parts. He plays himself well not himself they play he's twins and his twin brother um is schizophrenic so it deals with a lot of uh, mental illness and stuff like that it's uh, yeah it's not for the squeamish there's a lot to do going on yeah so you know if you're looking for lighthearted, turn the way go to something else but it it really is worth so the next show we started watching is the show high town now again we watched two episodes of that there is, um... These are really long episodes, because I feel like I've been watching this for weeks. No, I think there's only been two of Hightown, and we're waiting, or there could have been one the other day. I have to see what I have left that. We only watched two of that as well. And now that has to do with, um, it's a, she's a female cop. She also has a drug problem. But she's a cop for, like, the fishing part of the, the show. It takes like, place in, like, Cape Cod, right? right? She, she's one of the police officers that, you know, they regulate where you can fish, where where you're allowed to fish, mm-hmm. the size of the fish you catch. She's one of those. It's a regulatory fish cop. I, I know what they, I don't know what they but she, <laughs> But she also has a drug and alcohol problem, which she's she, a lesbian. she's a lesbian. Um... And she discovers a dead body, and, and we're going to leave it at that. And lesbian, because that's, that's pertinent to oh, what yeah, goes very. on in the story. Yeah, so. she, um, she finds a dead body. Right. 
separate from being the lesbian. One separate of these things has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. <laughs> the lesbian fish cop. Otherwise known as LFC. <laughs> but um, it's a really good show. The show is made by Jerry Bruckheimer. Also, another heavy duty show. Not a lighthearted, yeah. happy ha ha show. There's no happy, but it is a really good show. It is show. a really good show. Both of these shows have really, not to be funny, but meaty plots. Yeah. There's a lot to like digest. There's a, there's a lot. And we have started watching the second season of, of Dead, Dead to, to Me, which it just. Like, you can't... The show is hilarious. The dynamic between Linda... Linda Cardinelli... Is it Cardinelli or Cardellini? Okay. Well, I love her, so regardless. And Christina Applegate, the writing on this show is absolutely incredible. But they are friends in real life, and they Mm -hmm. have been friends for a very long time. But you can see it. Like, you can feel their friendship is genuine. And it's just... Like I said, the writing is just so funny. And... If you don't like cussing, swearing, that's not the don't show watch for that you. show. But it's so everything funny. out of their mouth is a curse word, and it is hilarious. And we are loving the second season. Um, anything else that we started watching? Started watching? I don't think no, so. No, no, no. I don't think so. Mm-mm. We haven't started watching anything new. I know everybody's talking about. I think it was yesterday, which I'll have to like look it up. Um, there was a whole documentary about the death of. Brittany Murphy that everyone's talking about. Yes, I taped so, that. I think I taped. Okay, that. well, we'll then be checking that out. And but, if you don't um, know who Brittany Murphy was, because a lot of you are very young. Mm-hmm. Brittany Murphy uh, came onto the scene probably earlier than this, but she was in Clueless. And she Clueless, plays Ty. If you've seen Clueless, Clueless was a big movie of Oriana's generation. <laughs> my mom was going to say my life because yeah, I watched the movie. She regularly. lived for that movie. Everyone started dressing like those girls. She plays the very bohemian, kind of skater girl. Skater kind of. She's like the new girl. Yeah, and she's just a very like valley girl. And if you guys have ever seen the movie Uptown Girl, um, she's in it opposite uh, Dakota Dakota Fanning. Fanning. Dakota Fanning is a very very little girl. Um, yeah. Brittany Murphy also famously dated Ashton Kutcher. They were in the movie Just Married. I love together. that movie, by the way. I really like that movie. Um, she was adorable. She was tiny and bubbly and just this cutest little thing. And then all of a sudden, she was married to a much older man who was um, rumored to have like a Svengali kind of thing over her. And then her life went awry. And, and he died, like, right after and her. And she died, and it was all very controversial. That's very my cool. weather app, by the way. It was very controversial. So we're going to look at that. We're going to watch that and see what that's yeah. about. Um, but um, let, me, let me just take a look if there's anything else. I don't think there's anything else that we've watched. No, because we kind of finished. And, like, sometimes if you watch, like, too much stuff, you kind of tend to like mix the things together yeah, and that's I think why I keep thinking that all these shows we've watched had like 27 episodes already <laughs> and sometimes like they're long they are you know long. they are um, long. um we're still watching 98 day fiance in every aspect one of Pillow them talk. ended yeah um, the, quarantine the quarantine version quarantine version 90 day fiance reverse like we're watching all of those those are fascinating by the way oh, yeah. if you want lighthearted television where you don't have to think a lot but where your mouth will be open down to the floor going i cannot believe you did this those are the shows to watch oh yeah so we ba- that's basically housewives of new york housewives of new york housewives, housewives of, of beverly hills. hills um the mass singer ended we talked about that i think right. previously it was so fucking disappointing because we knew who everyone we knew. we knew who everyone was and that's when we shit knew. gets disappointing 
else? Anything else that we've started watching? Obviously, um, the finale of Mrs. America. Today. Today. Well, the day that we we're we taping it. We don't should be watching this today. This no, you won't be hearing you this today. You won't be hearing this today. But it's just sad. And okay, I just want to talk about the one thing about it that I think is sad because I'll I don't want to get too much into it because obviously it's not like my place. Everybody now knows that like Gloria Steinem is not real happy with this. And I just feel bad in a sense for Rose. Rose Byrne plays Gloria Steinem on Mrs. America and I think she does a beautiful job and I just it makes me sad for her because I'm sure like it hurts her I mean she hasn't publicly commented on it yet and all you want especially is when you play like a person that's a good person you want them to like that and think that you did them justice but you know what you have to look at and this is how I would view it as as not being an actor and actress I think I give a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that it is easy to ever play someone Mm -mm. that is still alive. Right. I also think you put a bigger whammy on it when it is someone who's alive and was pivotal in life. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not talking that she played a neighbor next door to Gloria Steinem. You're playing Gloria Steinem, who has been in the news since she was a teenager Mm -hmm. and continues to be in the news even today every time there's a women's movement or the or you know the era comes up or questioning of what should be done with women's rights she comes into play i would hope that people understand it is very difficult to play someone like that and it is very difficult to be that person Mm -hmm. because i think no matter who plays us in life even if we loved it we're always going to be in a situation where, like, I don't feel I was like that. Or I don't feel I wasn't like that. Or mm-hmm. I don't like that way that they showed that I am. Yeah. Now, keeping in mind, she did not say anything specifically about uh, Rose's portrayal of her. It's more about the, the, the storyline and how things were portrayed about what went on between, like, all of the women. And, you know, what Phyllis Schlafly, her and role in the whole also thing. also have to remember, sometimes... When we get older, the clarification of what we did is not even that clear to us anymore because it's mm-hmm. so long ago. And I'm not saying she doesn't know what's no, going on. No, she knows what's going on, obviously. But I also think you have to look at it as it's a fairly accurate portrayal. Right. It is not factual. It is not a documentary. It is not where everybody sat down and interviewed these people. I know that they had the right to be in you know, involved, mm-hmm. and if they chose not to, then I don't think you can say much, because if you didn't want to give your input, then it has to be, mm-hmm. as we said, what you think happened, how you think they felt. You can never accurately portray how someone was unless they told you, and I'm going to assume none of these women told how they felt. Well, some of them are not alive, but none of these women told anybody how they saw it or how they portrayed it. So it's loosely based mm-hmm. on what went on. And I think to take any of that to heart in a, in a negative way would be silly. Oh, I forgot. There is one other show that my mom started watching, and that's 911. Yes. Yeah. She only watched one episode. Okay. Now I'll tell you a little bit about So uh, anyway, let's close up mm-hmm. that, and then we'll talk about But yeah, definitely so, now you can you stream know, all of the episodes of Mrs. America. There's only nine of them. I feel like it went by so short. And what you should take away from that is not everybody's individual performance, 
but what those women tried to accomplish mm-hmm. and know that here we are in 2020 and we still don't have all those ratifications. We still do not have equal rights because we still don't make the same money. We still don't get the same promotions. We still don't have everything that men have. And not to mention, not as women, we don't have those things, but we also don't have those things in certain races. So take away that, that there still is a fight to be made. So I urge you to pay attention, start voting. Mm-hmm. And this should at least teach you that. If your candidate's not in it this year, that's okay. Pick the candidate that's going to do better. And I promise you, it's not Donald Trump. No. Okay? That's my... Vote my, for Joe Biden. <laughs> riding with Biden. Yes. Yeah. Way to go. We're for Joe. But um, that's what you have to realize. It's important to vote. And I would never encourage anybody not to vote for Donald Trump. If that's what you believe, then please do that. I'm not trying to be anything other than fair to you. But know that it is important to vote. And now, since a lot of the ballots will be through the mail, if you're afraid to go to the polls, and I understand if you are, please don't go, well, forget it, I just won't vote. No. That can't happen. You must vote whomever it is for. Vote. Especially when you know that women, like Gloria Steinem, like these women on um, Mrs. America, and like the thousands of women who went through the suffrage, they died for you to vote. So vote. Yeah. So, so now we can talk about 911. Now I'll let my mom talk about 911. <laughs> Voice Hi, memos. Ryan. Voice memos for okay. Ryan. Um, I'm not a person that usually watches these kind of shows because anything to do with medical and police often gets me nervous. Um, what could be more nerve-wracking than being a 911 operator? Although I think I could do it. I, I think I could. I think you could because you don't panic till way after that. Right. After she has delayed happened, panic. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? But um, I, th- well, I see, I can't say that either because sometimes I do panic early. I don't know. I think I could do it. Anyway, that that's irrelevant. I don't, like I said, I don't usually watch these kind of shows because, you know, they're rushing and it's crazy and it's it's life or death. And I don't like those situations. Um, I've enjoyed so far what we've seen about them, about the show. Um... It's, it takes you right in. Like, first episode, you're in mm-hmm. and you're in deep. Now, uh, some of the casting. <laughs> <laughs> um, just not my faves. Because I think that certain people are truly just one-dimensional. And I mean really one-dimensional. Not like, oh, their range isn't that great. It's like, range? What is that? They don't know Question it. mark. Question mark. I'm not going to say who, because I think that's me. Oh, well, why don't you say who's your favorite? Who's my favorite? Um, <laughs> I don't really have a favorite. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite, because there's about four or five people I don't like at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I don't really have a favorite. Uh, I know who's my favorite. Who? The, oh, what's her name? Hold on. Hold on. I know. Talk to the people while I try to find this. Okay, people. Weenie girl, what you doing? <laughs> oh, good morning, sweetheart. Love you too. Sorry, I just got a message. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, and I'm, I'm talking to one of my dogs. Who, it's fine. Who's a dear friend who is a teacher, and she's waiting for her Zoom kids to come on. <laughs> her Zoom kids? Her Zoom kids. Zoom kids. Well, anyway, guys, I've started wearing bandanas. What do we think? I posted pictures the other day. Let me know. 
Give me the inside. It's really hard to find bandanas now. Thankfully, I still had like some like laying around. But um, yeah, bandanas. And I'm not talking about the ones that are like the paisley that like you tie around your face when you go to Coachella. I'm talking about like regular like 90s wearing bandanas. The one I wore the other day was silky and it had like chains on it. So yeah, okay. that's what's up here. Bandanas. Okay, now I got it. All right. I like the person who plays Athena Grant on the show. And that would be Angela Bassett. She's my favorite. Of course she's your favorite. She's always my favorite. I love Angela Bassett. She's just amazing. Um, let's see who else is on here. Uh, yeah. So she likes Angela Bassett. I like Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, I'm looking at the rest of the cast. Let's just a small amount here. And if you guys don't know who Angela Bassett is, she plays Mambo Marie or Marie Laveau in Coven. Um, she also was in Roanoke. Yeah, I don't even know who half these people are. <laughs> so moving on. Yeah, that's who I like. And I'm looking at the others that are going to be on the other seasons I haven't watched. Yeah, I like Angela Bassett. We love Angela Bassett. Woo! Let's see. <laughs> I'm looking at the series writing credits. Love Brad. Love Ryan Murphy. I like, I don't know who this person is, but I like him because I like to stay Aristotle Kousakis. Go Aristotle. I like that name. Um... I like that all of a sudden my dogs have really just started to completely wild out. That's it. That's all I know. Um, let me see. I'm going so, quickly Not there. shown on the scene. My mom likes Ryan and Brad. <laughs> right. Pick your favorite cameraman. I, they don't list them. I'm kidding. I'm just going through all of the people that have appeared on the show to see if I like anybody else. So anyway, back to me wearing bandanas, <laughs> you guys. I'm, I am not wearing one right now because I was working out before this. Yep, I love Angela Bassett. So, continued. <laughs> and um, she's just always great in whatever she plays. And she's just a badass. She is. You just love her. But it is a great show. It's very exciting. It's like breath-holding, and that's what I like. And um, there is an undertone to the show. The person that is the 911 operator, played by Connie Britton, she has an underlying thing that she has to deal with mm -hmm. besides the fact that, you know, she has the stressful job of being a 911 operator. And the rest shows the people that are the first to arrive on the scene. The first Those responders. first responders that we thank daily for everything they did. So um, it's definitely worth watching. We haven't watched a lot of episodes, but I will definitely continue to watch it. And we love Angela Bassett. We love Yay. And we love Brad. And we love Ryan. And we love Aristotle. Yeah. Even though we don't know who Aristotle is, I like his name. We love you. Aristotle Kousakis. So yeah, um, that's kind of just a little update on everything. As we finish more shows, start more shows... We'll keep you all posted. Also, keeping in mind, uh, I will make sure to link and post when we're going to have our first uh, Midnight Whispers. Midnight Whispers. I feel like we should have Candy Burris sing that. I kind of sound a little bit like you Candy did. Burris, didn't I? You did, a little By bit. By the way, I love Candy Burris. If anybody doesn't know who that is, she's on the Housewives of Atlanta. I want Candy Burris to sing this theme song. I have to tell you, she's like one of my favorite, and I didn't always like notice her because she's not that kind of person. She's not like a really like in-your-face in your sort kinda of. She kind of does her own thing, but when you start to realize what an incredible singer she is and what an incredible songwriter, and you look up all the things that she... She owns restaurants. She owns restaurants. Not just that, the songs that she's written for people. And she was in a very famous girl group in the, what, 80s? In Escape. In Escape, but like 80s, 90s, I guess. I think 80s, 90s, yeah. Yeah, and she's an incredible singer. And she won the Masked Singer. Yeah, she was the Dark Angel. And Night Angel. she deserved... The Dark Angel. The Dark Angel. Night Angel. The Night Angel. But she deserved it. She's fabulous. So Candy, somebody who knows Candy Burris. Yeah. 
Tracy Ellis Ross, are you out there? Get Candy Burris to sing our theme song. Yeah, for Midnight Whispers. So yeah, we're going to have that linked below when we're going to do our first one of that. We also have a bunch of upcoming lives. And we're going to go over some details today about our book club and how we're going to run it. And we're going to let you know it. Back. Yeah, we're going to give you guys a lot of information that will probably come Friday or early next week. And then hopefully by next week we'll be able to make a big announcement. As you can hear, my dog's really going crazy now. They're hungry. we got to so, feed them. we got to take them out and let them run around our, our backyard and have some fun. So we'll see you actually later today, but you won't know that because this is after that. Yeah. So we will see everybody next time. Until then. Stay safe and stay cozy.